Hello, and welcome back to Masks and Misfits. I am your destroyer of worlds, Jasmine, joined by Abby. Emigrant. Ashley. Sure shot! And Eli. Whisper. And when we last left off, our heroes gathered their, some allies, hung out before the apocalypse, got some gear upgrades, pissed off Rook big time. And did some research into the inevitable doomsday that's apparently going to be happening in, like, two weeks, three weeks, something like that. However, we did find out that, uh, unlike these other dimensions, we were able to stave it off a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. We're a variable. Yep. And, in fact, that's where we're going to kick back up, is you all looking over the various data about the various timelines after... Just getting done watching the video of Dr. Infinity saying, your timeline will be corrected. Do not panic. And then disintegrating people. Yes. Jesus Christ. Um, is there any info in here about Dr. Infinity? Or does it seem like there's not really enough data to be able to make any assumptions? Obviously. So the information that's available is all skeptical. Yeah. Um, it. It indicates that logic dictates that she has some form of time powers and future tech, but what specifically is unknown? So we still don't know much about that. Does it seem like Rook knows that it's made out of all this, all the same code? Yes. Uh, in okay. fact, there's even a reference that the, I guess you could call it the mind wipe process, isn't entirely perfect because there are notes written by Rook about memories she has of this happening. Okay. So maybe this timeline has been reset before. Mm-hmm. Okay. And in, in those notes, in fact, there there's a reference of um, Halcyon Titans new question mark. New? New question mark. New, how is it spelled? New, N-E-W. As in, we as a team have not existed before. Mm. Which is what makes us the variable. Okay. I read that, and I'm just like, you told me in another lifetime I was fucking boring. I mean, is that really that surprising to you? No. Mm. No, it's not. Tatiana laughs. Hey, in a lifetime, we were all boring. Well, I guess Buster was not. I don't know if I was boring, but. Listen, I guess I'm sure there is a timeline in which I just grew up in the foster system like a regular damaged kid and became a regular damaged adult. Wow, you really had to make that a bummer. I mean, his defense, there's a lot of things going on with bummer right now. Also, listen. I doubt there's a timeline in which my parents don't abandon me. Let's uh, talk about something different. You know, happier. So, so if we're the variable in this timeline, maybe we can, maybe we'll be able to uh, get get this Dr. Infinity chick to piss off. And actually, I wonder, what is the other way so we can shut, like, uh, steal the time, the reality so everything doesn't collapse? Because I would like to continue living. Do we know that reality is actually going to collapse? Or is that just a thing this Doctor Infinity says is going to happen? 
That's a good question. Is there any data to show that things collapsed or not? No, but not because it doesn't exist, rather because it seems that Dr. Infinity prunes the timelines to borrow from the TVA and Loki uh, before any collapse could happen. Okay. So there's no data we have available to show, like, instability of the timeline, just that it's different. Um, there there is data indicating that the timeline does become unstable, but without having another data set, it's hard to tell if this is supposed to happen, if it's controllable, if it's not erratic. If instability leads to branching that's supposed to happen. Versus or... destruction, singularity type stuff. Yeah. Also... It question begging to be asked is is there simply a timeline that Dr. Infinity is trying to maintain where Dr. Infinity remains at the powerhouse that she is? I think that makes sense. I'm wondering mm-hmm. if uh, do you think yeah because what is considered if one person is calling all the shots and how the timeline goes what is actually is she just getting rid of all timelines where she's weak? I mean we don't have enough data to tell us if the timelines are, if the timelines Rook observed became unstable because it was going to die, or because, you know, like a caterpillar becoming a butterfly, that it, it's just a transition. Yeah, like all the all the data you have basically indicates that once the time stream hits a certain point of instability. That's when Doctor Infinity shows up. Yeah, so we don't know what actually happens. Yes. All right. So, okay. I think we're gonna need we're gonna need backup. We yeah. I mean, you guys have an in with the Silver Shield, right? Yeah, kind of a yeah. little bit, very much. Yeah. So maybe we can use them. To come up with a plan with the silver shield. If we're the variable. Mm-hmm. Then that means. Us being involved might be the only thing to stop Dr. Infinity. Yeah I think you're right. So. Uh, I think that we end up contacting. Uh, we Grant's dad. Did we have another in by chance? or was Grant Stormbringer was on it, so was oh, Cross. that's right. So I'll just yeah. message. Well, I already, I'll let them know oh, that so I Oh, so is already, the Silver Archer. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll let them that know that I've already talked to Stormbringer and let and I let him know that we might call on him. Mm-hmm. So, like, I can just let him know, like, right away, like, hey, we, we actually need your help. And I'm gonna maybe set something up to where we can explain what we're needing from them. And fill him in. Yeah. Um, I guess we'll get you to the shield. And you get that. And then uh, what essentially happens is you hear the sound of jet engines overhead. And then you see uh, ropes rappel down. And uh, down steps the Silver Archer and a couple other people you know. And, uh, they say... Just, like, on my roof? Yeah, on your roof. My apartment. Yeah, just on your apartment roof. 
assholes. Jesus, like <laughs> motherfucker! Just, I just messaged them and they, they drop in. Is that what happened? It's like ten thirty minutes, but yeah, oh. it's in our, it's it's less than an hour. Then let's assume that we scheduled a different location. Okay. Yeah, I don't really need my identity blown up right now. <laughs> no, if we succeed, I still have to go to school. <laughs> That's fair. I still have art classes to attend. Forgot about that. Yeah, where where do you schedule the the them to pick you up? Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm assuming you pick a nondescript location, go yeah. there, then they pick you up, and and they uh you they take you to the headquarters of this of the um Silver Shield, which is essentially in the middle of downtown it's a nondescript brick building and as you enter it it's this massive freaking military base essentially so all right it's bigger on the inside do they like leave us alone in like a conference room at some point or do they lead us to a conference they, room they lead you to a conference room to have a so there's very much a a thing where grants dad walks up and is like it's been a long time it's good to see you too and nice to meet you and he shakes your hand yeah and they're they're the other ones are here they because of your previous connections they respect you as full-fledged heroes and so they all get the conference room set up there's a couple of them that couldn't make it so they're like yeah. hollowing in and i'm positive the ones that know who i am are not are deferring to the others and deferring to Shot and Hemocrib and are like, what the fuck is he doing here? Yeah. And I, I think Shot and Hemocrib could notice up. that uh, uh, Whisper is tense. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hemocrib like, just... He, uh, he very clearly does not want to be here. <laughs> I think I would just, like, pat him on the shoulder and be like, or, like, on, like, the forearm or something and be like, it's gonna be alright. Like, Hem- under my breath. Yeah. Hemocrib just, like, kind of leans against him. Well, you've summoned us all here for something very important. Alright, so here's the deal. And I take the data that we have and, like, you know, put it on the big board or whatever, the hologram Mm -hmm. in the center of the table, and I start going, that is Dr. Infinity. We got some information from Rook that she shows up whenever a timeline becomes unstable. But we don't actually know what that means. We don't know if that's because the timeline is going to be destroyed or because the timeline is just changing in a way that she doesn't like. And Cross is actually going to look at that and go, huh. See, that's odd because this shows that most timelines end in the 21st century, but I'm from the 31st century. What is that? Well, what she does is reset. So there's a timeline. In which things continue. She's clearly from the future. Okay. Her tech has, and I'll show them too, is like her tech has code related to your tech. What the fuck? There's some Rook tech in here. There's even some SureShot code in here. Huh. It's got everybody's so past, it's based, present, and future. It's clearly based on, it, it's in the future. It is based on code that has already existed for it. Now, the important thing, the reason we wanted to team up with you guys is because we are the variable. We're the difference. There's no data to suggest that the Halcyon Titans have existed in any of these timelines that have ended. And you'll see they go through and they're like, no, that's that's correct. 
That's interesting. Or at least and he's, they're looking at it like, it seems that there are some other teams that some of you have formed, but never this one, and never, never just the three of you. That's interesting. So, I've got some uh, irons in the fire, we'll say, about potentially pulling Infinity and her fleet back to where they came from, mm-hmm. and keeping them there. But obviously we're going to need your help to get us on board to so I can plant this tech and, you know, stopping her massive fleet of disintegrating spaceships. And as you're saying all this, you see there is a a gentleman in the corner with scruffy, like gray, gray to white facial hair and uh, like almost like a military style haircut wearing like a long trench coat. And he's just like, you do know that I have to tell Aegis about this, right? Yeah, I don't really care about what cops know. Yeah, at this point, it doesn't matter. We have, the world's about to end. All right. Well, I guess I'll let them know. And, and And as he goes to walk off, you realize, oh shit, that's Captain Canada. But yeah, and I'm, I go, we don't have enough information about her ships or mm-hmm. her tech. And based on this data, it usually takes her about a full 24 hours to actually mm-hmm. erase the timeline. So once she shows up, we have time to collect information, but not a lot. Hmm. And you'll see Stormbringer will look at all this and says, well, I guess I'll have to get you an army. And Whisper kind of looks around the room and goes, it, I'm sorry, I was under the impression that the 500 superheroes or whatever that are on the Silver Shield are an army. Yeah, yeah. same. That's What's happening? More like a battalion. <laughs> Semantics, are you all going to get involved? And then like yeah. the, the Silver Archer's like, of course we're going to get involved. Okay, I was just being sure because it sounded like there was uh, some hemming and hawing going on. Oh, I assure you there are members on this board hemming and hawing, but I'm with you, is what the Silver Archer says. Okay. And and Kors like, or not Kors, Cross is like, I mean, yeah, I'm with you. And obviously, uh, the, Nightwolf. the leg- Nightwolf is with you, and obviously the Legacy of Champion is with you. What few superpowers he still has. Yeah, well, he can, he has, he can do stuff. Yeah. I, I imagine he's more like Golden Age Superman now than yeah. he was previously. Like, no heat vision, no x-ray vision, no flight. But he can leap buildings with a single yeah, bound. Yeah, you know, that whole thing. Yeah. He's still super strong and fast and exactly. all that stuff. So yeah, you, you, you have essentially the backing of the entire Silver Shield, as well as whatever small militaries they can conjure as part of their own whole deal. So... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So fantastic. We'll be more prepped mm-hmm. than any other timeline was. And Canada does contact uh, Aegis and is like, "Hey, uh, I kind of have to do this on behalf of you know my country, but we need your help. Don't fuck this up." <laughs> it's pretty much the message he sends to them because there's you know a lot of bureaucratic red tape to get Aegis deployed anywhere. Jesus. Um, Everybody sucks. 
So I think the only thing Whisper has left to do is double check with the magpie about how things are going. Mm -hmm. You uh, double check with magpie and magpie says, it took quite a while, but, and they will, uh, on the table, you see there is a variety of different implements and one of them she'll go and point to. And it's this little round disc Americans in their lack of knowledge of sizes. It's like a baseball-sized disc if you yeah. flatten the baseball. And she says, if you press this button in the middle, it should latch on to the nearest extra-dimensional, extra-time entity and kick them out. Now, if I place this on, say... Let me ask you. If you were going to bring a entire fleet of ships interdimensionally, where would how would you do that like would they need some sort of anchor on a mothership to keep them from just porting back to where they came from i think they would need something similar to keep them all in sync but would i need to put this on each individual ship no no no, I... no 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 you need to put them on i guess the synchronization device whatever you want to call it all right and i technically it can transport a ship but it might take a couple minutes power up all right good to know uh but other than that whisper doesn't have anything. oh you have some friends that kane wanted me to let you know that you have some friends waiting for you at his place i thought you said kaden i'm like how the no. fuck did he get this <laughs> no uh, no <laughs> that uh, poor boy is recovering from his trauma yeah because that go, was traumatic i'll go uh talk to mr kane yeah you go to talk to Mr. Kane, and you get to his lobby, and you see every single supervillain you've ever met is just standing there in the lobby. And the spider and Helldrake are both there, kind of like glaring at each other, and they both look at you and they go, Alright, we're fucking here. Oh. Uh. Hey, Kane, what the fuck is happening? If the timeline collapses, we all die. That's true. All right, well, here's the plan. And <laughs> yeah, reveal the plan. <laughs> yeah, and I, I uh, text your shot, and I was like, and the text says, hey, can you let Stormbringer know that there's about 200 supervillains that want in on the plan to save the Earth? Okay, <laughs> so I let him know. Storm and Humacrit, imagine this is the group chat, but Humacrit's yeah. like, what the fuck? And then, like, Carlito will, will be like, yeah, we live here, too. <laughs> That's entirely fair. Yeah, Stormbringer's reply is just, Alright, I guess we're going all in on this. Alright, yeah, I mean, other than that, Whisper doesn't have anything else. Is there anything that Hemocrit and or Shurshot would like to do before the meeting of the battle and the and the pew-pew? Pew-pew-pew. Um, I don't think I have anything else. Um, I'm gonna double check one thing, because I have a drive I want to complete. And so I might just be like, I want to, for fun, I'm going to ask the Silver Archer if he can do a target practice with me, because I want to see if I can do better than him, so I can outperform an adult hero. <laughs> All right, yeah, sure. Just for practice. And he'd be like, yeah. <laughs> okay. So what do I roll for that? Uh, just roll danger. Or not danger, but to roll to engage a threat. Which is? Which? Danger. Well, or I guess if you're trying five. to show him up, you should roll superior. At six. 
think that's a no, failure. No, no, because I'm there, and uh, I just uh, uh, very subtly reflect some light into the silver archer's eyes without you <laughs> so knowing to give seven. you a plus one. Yeah, so you both line up on the on the archery range, and there's like a little bit of glitter, glare in the silver. Just like, ah, oh man, I really need to get sunglasses for this. And you both fire off your arrows, and obviously, you hit the bullseye dead on, and his is just ever so slight. Need Doctor Cross to come out and says, "Yeah, it's about a point zero three millimeters off from center." Yeah, it's like a micrometer off. Yeah. I don't know when I, I think I just um, end up after I complete, let's see here, choose four drives to mark at the start of the play. When you fulfill a marked drive, strike out and choose one mark potential. Okay. So I just need to mark four, four more because I haven't completed them all. But and I mark just, potential. Least, um, oh, mark potential? Yeah. So um, are you uh, are you ready for this sure shot? This is the Silver Archer talking to you. I mean, I think so. As ready as I'm going to be. It's kind of scary, but we're the anomaly, so if anyone's going to get it, we're going to get it. If you shoot as good as you did just now, we'll be fine. More than fine. Well, I'm going to get some doomsday toast. Then he goes off to get toast. Doomsday toast? Apparently toast is his favorite food. Okay. Boring Midwestern motherfucker. Hey, you could <laughs> put all kinds of things on toast. I am going to let uh, Eobard East know that uh, if he has something very fast and very maneuverable, we might need it and his piloting to get us yeah. uh, to the ship. I've got a... <laughs> I think I open up saying, hey, Eobard, how do you feel about saving the world? Hell yeah, man, I'm down. What do you need? And then you explain what you yeah. need. I mean... I just marked a drive saying drive a fantastical vehicle, so um, there needs to be something that happens. This needs to be something wild, and I need to pilot it for a second or something. Fuck yes. Because that would be rad as fuck. I mean, I got a prototype Aegis jet. That'll do it. It's like a suborbital. That's ideal. Alright. Yeah, I'll get it ready. Okay, cool. So I think like I'm going to like now that I've had that time with Silver Archer, I'm just going to be double checking that I have all of my gear Mm -hmm. as far as my best arrows, anything that I might have been prototyping and working on up to snuff. And the Silver Archer will actually walk by and like drop a quiver of arrows down on your desk and be like, here, use these. Rad. Thanks. I think the only thing Hemocrit's really going to do is uh, I'm going to actually activate one of the Janus moves, which mm-hmm. is uh, Game Face. When you commit yourself to saving someone or defeat a terrible enemy, or can condition and take one plus one ongoing to all rolls in direct pursuit of that goal. Ooh, the man. end of any scene in which you don't make progress towards that goal, mark condition. When you fill your goal, mark potential. Nice. So you I might think... want to wait on that. Though. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. We, I'll I don't do know that how many next, we're next, have. Yeah. 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 Uh, mark that once the fighting starts. Yeah. yeah. I just think it'd be. Yeah. That's... It'll be cool. No, but wait that until is the fighting a perfect starts. Thing. Do that. I'm just saying. Do that when the fighting like starts. Three scenes before. Yeah. And then you'll be like completely unable to do that. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's about it. Yeah. All right. I think, uh, though, next time they uh, we all meet up as superheroes, Humor Kurt's going to have a different costume because her mom's like, no, you're not going out in that. Oh, fuck yes. Yeah. Her mom's like, you're going to leave the house in that. I'm like, what? I've been doing this for, for months. Like, yeah. It's time for an update. Yeah. Do you do you already know what you want it to look like? Yeah. Uh, so next time you guys all meet up. It's, Which will be now. Uh, so Hemocrit um, is wearing a new, uh, shows up in a new outfit. So her, uh, she has actual like uh, black combat boots that are just a little more uh, more intense. Uh, her pants are black cargo pants, but it, they're made. You can tell they're made out of a, like a a weave that's a little more protective, sort of like a carbon fiber. Yeah, it's it's not a regular uh, pant. Mm-hmm. Like very, I would imagine it's very um, uh, tear resistant. Then uh, she's wearing now instead of uh, the jacket, the leather jacket. She's wearing like a carbon fiber vest with like red accents, and on the back there's a her uh, big red heart symbol, broken heart symbol, and she's wearing like uh, gloves that go away half um, about halfway up her upper arm, and she still has the red scarf, but it's not covering her face now. She has um, like a black actual black muzzle mask. Nice, nice in the red. With the red scarf just wrapped around, then she is carrying a jacket with her, and her uh, shirt. She has a like a belt with a whole bunch of little little pouches on it. Nice. Fucking rad. Fucking so rad. Cool. I think we all meet up and whisper like we're we're waiting for the rift to open, and R- whisper says, now "That's a nice outfit. It's rad." They really just have the thanks. My mom made it. Thanks. <laughs> like thanks. My mom made it. And you that's s- really cute. You in every single way. You see before you the uh, raid sirens have been sounded. The all of the civilians, at least those who are willing to listen to reason, have gone to the bunkers because they can't make people do anything. Oh yeah, there's always the people that have to throw the party during the hurricane. Yeah, and you have a collection of all of the superheroes in Halcyon City that feel that they can make a difference, as well as the villains, have made their way here. And from my phone, uh, I'm just going to read out some of the people that I have here that I never got to use. So we've got Metal Rebel, who is basically dressed up like a rocker dude in his whole power. He has sound powers, basically. Checks nice. out. Nice. Uh, obviously, we got Stormbringer. We got Wraith, which is Stealth Batman. We got Shade, which is Stealth Robin. And Nightingale, we already met, who is Stealth Nightwing. So they're all there. There is obviously Stormbringer. Uh, and then I think that was it. Yep, that was it. So yeah, so you you, you pick out those individuals in the crowd along with the other ones we've mentioned already. And off, obviously the supervillains as well. And there's this moment of of tension in the air as everyone's waiting for it to kick off. Is there anything you want to do before uh, all hell breaks loose? As your, like, last-minute battle prep inspiring speeches? Yeah. No. Alrighty. And while you're there waiting, everybody's taking up position, and you see a tiny, tiny tear appear in the sky. And then it widens and gets longer and widens and gets longer and widens and gets longer. Until it looks like you're staring at the maw of some great and terrible shark. But it's a rift in space-time. And out of the rift, you hear blaring, loud and clear, 
I am Dr. Infinity. Do not fear. Your timeline will be corrected. This bitch. Halcyon Titans! <laughs> and immediately, the heroes and villains... The heroes begin taking off trying to evacuate anyone that hasn't already gotten to safety. The villains take off to begin fighting these other ships. They, they know that their goal is to provide a distraction so you can get to the mothership. And We're in our own ship, right? And you are uh, on the runway, ready to take off. And East says, all right, boys and girls, it's going to be a bumpy ride. Everybody um, stay fastened in. And you are all in a, a very sleek jet that has been slightly extended out to give enough cabin space for the three of you and East. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, it is a it is a sleek, fast fighter jet. Basically, I imagine it looks a lot like a Blackbird. Yes, it's a lot like an SR, uh, whatever Blackbird seventy one. I think uh, whatever. Whisper immediately hands Hemocrit a barf bag. Yeah, I think. Fuck you. Also, thank you. Also, <laughs> also because of the nature of this uh, particular. Actually, no, this is advanced, so it's self pressurized. You don't need to have the pressure suits for G forces. Because it's future tech. Future. Future. So there, there are though. Like the scary thing about this plane is there are very distinctively three like astronaut suits that are here in the cabin with you, and then West is or East is wearing one. Oh yeah, no, I I hand out the tech that Magpie gave me, where like the clip a thing onto our chest and it just creates like a force shield yeah. space suit. And it gives you Eva and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, so it doesn't mess with our look. Exactly. Hey. Listen, if there's one thing the Mad Magpie knows, it's how to pass the vibe check. Exactly. I'm weak. <laughs> and you you're thrown back into your seat as this jet, the prototype spy plane rips off the runway. And there is there is lasers flying left and right. There's conventional artillery. the The city is turned into a war zone as this aerial battle is going on overhead, and you are just beelining towards the mothership. And you see, amidst all this, Doctor Infinity looks at the jet and goes, "Well, that's new." And then extends a hand out and says. Bye-bye, little birdie. And you see immediately a white beam ripples out from her hand (gasps) straight towards the jet. It is many tens of feet wide and long as it just ripples out towards your ship. What do you do? Am I able to shoot anything off from the ship? Yeah, the ship has guns. I'm just going to start shooting. If if I'm up... If I mean, I'm we're near not any piloting. controls. No, you're not. I was gonna piloting. say, if I'm near any controls, I would have like pressed a button to shoot at it. But there's not. If I can't lean out with anything, then I can't. do You anything. could get out of the jet, um, but you'd have to like. Oh god, you'd have to mag boot onto the side of I the jet. I think we're just gonna have to. Rely now we're just on gonna have to, to rely hurt. on that because <laughs> yeah. there's no like, way. What guns does this thing have that will stop whatever? That'll the fuck stop Doctor Infinity. Yeah. And he immediately makes an evasive maneuver, and you see that a chunk of wing just no longer exists. And he's now he's fighting just to keep the plane going straight. 
cool. Oh no. Uh, uh it's a uh all right, East, just get us over, roll, we'll take care of the rest. I'll I'll do what I can, boss, and he'll uh beeline straight towards the mothership because there's not much else he can do. Okay. Do I still have the jetpack thing yeah. that I got earlier? Yeah. So I'm just gonna let them know I'm gonna use my jetpack, but I can also use, you know, the grappling hook if we're close enough mm-hmm. to anything. I could grapple hook up. I uh Whisper's thing is because he's sitting right beside uh Hemocrit mm-hmm. is as we get into the barrel roll, mm-hmm. uh is that yeah, that's a barrel roll. Yeah. Yeah, because Star Fox is wrong. Star Fox is very early on rolls. <laughs> um as we like get upside down, Whisper pulls the lever to disengage yeah. the uh uh belts. cabin. Yeah. So that the actual like glass thing holding us in the plane pops off and then just hits his seat like nods at sure shot and then hits his seatbelt and Hemocrit's seatbelt. Mm-hmm. And as we're falling towards the ship, his uh, wrist flips up and a grappling hook shoots out. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I've activated my jetpack and you're holding on to Hemocrit to get yeah. her? Okay. And you both... The whole time, Hemocrit... <laughs> Just screaming because she's terrified. We and, are so high up. And as you <laughs> land on the ship with a thud, you see Dr. Infinity turn around to face you while just one hand fires another beam. And you see West East... I keep calling him, I call him West for some reason. You see East's jet just take a hit and just disintegrate. Powder. No explosion. No no big light and fury and sound. Just powder. I hand Hemocrit the device. Mm-hmm. And say, uh, all right, you know what to do. And then, again, my, my prosthetic hand, I clench my fist, and like a punching dagger, a beam of energy comes out, and I'm going to fucking kill this lady. Excellent. Wait a minute, the, la- the lady's in front of us now? Yes. Because um, she was on top of the ship that you just landed on. Okay, well, no, I'm I, readying an arrow. I run up, and my plan is to fucking kill her. Yeah, do that. I want to, um, bef- I, before you do that, EY, I want to see if I can't use a bolo arrow to at least prime so it makes it a little easier for you to do what you want. Um, but also, hang on, no, I take that back. I want to do my, uh, there's a move that I have that I took. When you help a teammate, you can spe- spend two out of team pool to add plus two to their role. So, do what I need to roll. You don't have to I'm roll. Prepping. You just explain how you're helping. Yeah, I just want to use my bolo arrows, or my bolo arrow, on this lady. But I want to use electrified. Well, no, I don't want electrified because you're going to be hitting her. So I'm just. I just want the bolo arrow to prime her, so he can do whatever he's doing to her. Now you want to basically wrap her legs up so it's harder for her to defend. Yes. So. And then you get plus two to your roll. A plus two. Good. That means that I got a, uh, because I rolled a six, that makes it an eight, and I have a plus three danger. All right, that's 11. Threat. So I'm going to create an opportunity for my allies to get into the ship. Mm-hmm. So basically, as she's sending these beams out, I'm going to trick her into firing on her own ship mm-hmm. and, like, tearing a hole 
mm-hmm. in it for them to jump down into. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, that's the beginning of it. Mm-hmm. Once that's there, I then start stabbing and jabbing and I'm, I'm trying to kill her. Yeah. I'm like, I liked that guy. Mm-hmm. All right. And, uh, so the first thing is create an opportunity for my allies. The mm-hmm. second thing is uh, avoid her blows. Got it. So you run in and she fires a beam at you, but your new armor is lighter than your old armor, which is good because you feel like the tiniest little buzz cut happen as you barely dodge out of the way. And she tears a hole in the side of her ship and you go to stab her and it hits her plating and it digs in a little, but it doesn't go nearly as deep as it should. And she just smirks and says, "My tech is superior." And then she then goes I to headbutter. Yeah. <laughs> and then she goes to blast you when you headbutter. <laughs> All just, right. This yes. is very funny to me to imagine. My tech is superior. Bam! Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> that is so, delightful. Um, are we like down in the ship then? Now, uh, that's what we'll cut to is Hemocrit and Shot leap into the hole and begin taking off. Yeah, and you guys know that you have to get this disc on whatever sinking device is on this ship that keeps the whole fleet here. Now yeah. I would activate your thing, Hemocrit. I'm going to activate game face now. Mm-hmm. I'm also going to yes. use um, straight up creeping mm-hmm. to help us out. Mm-hmm. Um, so straight up creeping is the one that allows you to, even if you fail assess the situation, you still get to ask a question, right? Or does it give you more questions? When you scope out a person or place, roll plus mundane on a plus ten, ask two of the following questions, and on a seven through nine, you can just ask one question. Oh, right. Okay. On a miss, you find yourself in over your head, the GM will tell you why this is a bad spot. I mean, I feel like that part's obvious. Yeah. <laughs> Eight. Alright, what are your questions? Um, I only have, I can only ask one. Um, what's my best way in? Like, as so far as, like, to the thing. Is there, like, yeah. an obvious? Or actually, yeah, that's gonna that's gonna be the best question. Because the other one is who or what here is not what they seem. And that just doesn't seem like a good question to ask. Okay. So, yeah, you begin observing the best way to get to the synchronization device. And you see that there is a, a sort of a legend on the wall, like a map legend, like a okay. layout of the ship, kind of like how a subway rail line is set up. Yeah. And you can't read the text, but you do see a a color green and a symbol that's like, no, nah, that that's the thing. There's there's no way that's not the thing. Okay. And you see there is actually colored lines on the floor that splay out towards different directions. Okay. Well, we'll follow. I'll let him. Because the ship's know. so big that you have to have directions on where stuff is. I was actually about to say I I don't think of it in that way, but it's like yeah, aircraft carriers have that. Yeah. Because yeah. it's it's impossible. Yeah. To navigate mm-hmm. without yeah. them. Um. So I just let Hemocrit know we got to follow this way. We need to be here, and we just go. Yeah. Cool. I pick you up. We go. As you're running Boom, through, best. you see a veritable legion of super soldiers that begin opening fire on you. Hemocrit, what do you do? Alright, so I'm gonna unleash my powers to go even faster. Alrighty. <laughs> Just, I imagine you tucking 
sure shot a little bit and then just fucking shoulder checking your way I through just, this. Oh, yeah, it's no, like a football I player. Hold her, I literally throw her up a little bit, hold her, tell her, wrap your wrap your legs around my waist and just fucking go. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm just you're my I'm the backpack at this point. Yeah, yeah. you're the backpack at this point. I'm gonna uh, knock an arrow while you're doing that, just free. in case. Okay, so that's an eight. Yeah, if you want to spend another, because we so we started with two team. Yeah, and then we're all on the same page of what we're doing, so that's plus one. Mm-hmm. So that'd be a nine. Well, it'd be three team. I, I wasn't talking about uh, adding two uh, roll. I was talking about what we uh, have to spend uh, because potentially sure shot could spend more team to give you another bonus. I spent two for you, though. Right. I'm trying to figure out how much we have. Oh, yeah, because I've got... So, okay. So we got three left. Um, I, I don't know how much we have left. I'm trying to figure that out. Let's see. We don't have a leader. We have the same purpose. Yeah, we only have three... Left? Or three Oh, no, sorry. We had... We only had four, have four total. You spent two, so we mm-hmm. have two left. So if you want to spend one or two uh, to help her out, that might be good. That's all we have left? Yeah, but okay? I'm by myself right now, so you can't help me anyway. That's true. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll go ahead. I'm going to knock my arrow to shoot anybody that ends up getting, uh, tries to do anything to Hemocrit, and then it'll add a plus two to your roll. Okay, so that's ten. Legs wrapped around her waist. You knocking arrows and firing them off as she is just barreling through. You push yourself faster than you've ever ran, and you feel like it should be exerting you, but your heart rate is what you'd expect for a regular run. Like, this isn't like full bolt panic run heart pounding in your chest this is healthy heartbeat for a a good exercise is what this is nice as you just pound through the spaceship fast enough with enough strength and force behind your your running itself that there are indentations in the deck where your feet are hitting and you barrel through and these laser shots hit you and they don't really seem to be doing anything. They seem to be glancing off of your of your new costume as you just shoulder check through a guy and you hear the sound of his bones just immediately breaking on impact as you barrel through. I know what's and I happening. Imagine- you're healing yourself as you're running. That is mm-hmm. fucking dope. I actually imagine since uh I highly doubt this thing is on the same level as what we just entered. Mm-hmm. So she finds like an open central area where there's like lots of cross, where there's like lots of crosswalks and uh, stair stairwells. Mm-hmm. She just straight up leaps to where she needs leaps down to the level she needs to go because there, I imagine that led that parkouring. Yeah, she just park fucking parkours. Yeah, and you- just like breaks the the railing the band the railing on the deck she was on and just. Mm-hmm. As she lands on the other one, it's just crunk. Just keeps going. Mm-hmm. And there's like a there's a crater from where you jumped off the uh, the walkway, anime style. Yeah, and yeah, you it. keep you keep bolting. We're gonna cut back to, to uh, champion. No, champion's gone. Not champion. Fuck. <laughs> whisper. Back to whisper. Champion is here in spirit. Rainbow. Um. <laughs> there's no rainbow. 
<laughs> Don't hurt our again. feelings. Whisper. <laughs> Thank you. I don't know why I said that. Well, I mean, I it makes sense. We talked about him earlier, so. I'm going to pierce her mask. Alrighty. Well, that's 11 on the dice. Well. And a I get to uh, ask one additional question because of my special move, wrong side of the tracks. Nice. Uh, specifically because I'm piercing a villain's mask. Yeah. Um, so, I want to see what are you really planning? Uh, what do you intend to do? And how can I get you to surrender? I'm, so, I'm anticipating the answer to the final question is, you can't. Yeah. But it's a good question to ask. Yeah. Uh, what are you really planning to stabilize the timeline by any means necessary? Okay, so kind of implies to me that even she doesn't know what actually happens. No. Okay. She has no idea. Uh, and then what was the second question? What do you intend to do? What do you intend to do? Um, Which I guess is a more immediate. Okay, let me... So, correction. What do you intend to do was the answer to what I just said. Yeah. Um, what are you really planning is keeping Halcyon City... The exact wording is hard to say, but... Basically keeping it the same every time, everywhere. Keeping it predictable. Hmm. There we go. Maintaining her own timeline. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it's like, it's not necessary to like, to rule over it, but it's like, to make things so I know what happens when. Prevent her from having variants. Exactly. Alright. Uh, and then, yeah. How the last one is... To... Either prove to me that my work is unnecessary, or you can't. Okay. Because then the, I, I do want to provoke her. Mm-hmm. I add superior, which is a plus zero. So after gleaning all this information, I say, uh, so let me get this straight. You're going to do all this damage. What? Because you don't like things not to go according to your plan? Come on, lady. That's pathetic. I got a six. So I did not provoke her. <laughs> she you just mildly pissed her off. She, yeah, I just pissed her off. She hears that and just goes, yeah, so what? Oh no, my own ambivalence towards an enemy has been turned against me. Woo. Compared to me, you are but dust in the wind. Uh, I'm going to directly engage a threat. Yeah. That is nine plus three is twelve. Jesus. Directly engage a threat is what I'm good at. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're Not bad so much guy. the rest of it. Um, so I'm going to. I'm so sorry to take this from you again. I should just keep it in the middle. You should. Um, I'm going to frighten her. Mm hmm. By. Because I, I now have like an energy blade. Mm hmm. And I think that I actually like swipe across her face and it does cut through. The, uh, the mask, the yeah. mask that that like glass part of the helmet. Yeah. Um, but I am also going to, as part of the same movement, grab, like, flip a knife into my other regular knife into my other hand, mm -hmm. but jab it down into her gauntlet mm -hmm. to uh, disrupt her ability to like shoot those disintegration things. Nice. Out. So I, I want to take that specific ability mm -hmm. away from her. Okay. 
and frighten her with how close I got to actually hurting her. Ooh. Yeah, you you swing the energy blade across, and it it cuts across the glass, and you actually see the glass begin to heat and melt, and her eyes go wide. I'm going to mark the afraid condition. I don't have her card, but I'll mark yeah. the afraid condition. Doesn't matter. And I would assume that she has five conditions to mark. Oh yeah. <laughs> and uh, you then go and you stab down into her gauntlet and you see it fire one big blast into the sky before it overheats and begins to smoke from where you stab into the gauntlet. And she turns around to you and just says, oh, you shouldn't have done that. Yeah, I'm starting to get that feeling. And uh, while I cook up the consequences of that, <laughs> Hemocrit or sure shot. Shit. What up? Where are we at in our run? To get to where we need to go. Um, there's basically going to be like three more jump cuts. Okay. Well, I guess we're continuing our run to get where we're going. Like, I don't really know what else. Because there's not any other objective that we have. Unless there's something else. He might that. Uh, I mean, so... I guess you could just start firing off explosive arrows just to fuck the ship up while you're going. Yeah, do that. Oh yeah, you would be firing uh, explosive arrows to like collapse the hallways behind you, make it harder for them to chase yeah, you. Yeah, I think that would be a good mm -hmm. idea. Um, Which I literally imagine I, you as bending over backwards and I firing. I have a thing called that suck it whatever, when you stand strong while dramatically under fire roll savior. I don't know if there's I mean, I would think that there's a that ton of people firing at us. feels like you're dramatically under fire to me. Yeah. And oh, yeah. I would use, instead of using directly engage, instead of using, I see, roll savior instead of danger, which for me, savior is plus one, danger is zero. Um, to directly engage a threat. Okay. Yeah, because you're definitely still being engaged by goons everywhere you go. <laughs> Six. Or no, yeah, five. No, yeah, six. <laughs> Mark <laughs> <So>. potential. <laughs> yeah, these guys with the laser guns, they continue to blast into you all, and one of them hits, and you begin to feel yourself slow down. Me slow oh. down? Like, as far as, like, my fires? Firing the arrows? Yeah. Okay, so, and I mark a condition, or just... Um, mark one of your choice, as you literally, in time, begin to, like, someone's hit the slow-mo button on you. I think I'm gonna start feeling a little insecure. Alright, then, um, uh, I'm gonna use, uh, I, so I took a play, uh, a move from the Legacy playbook, I Know What I Am. Once we're seen, I can defend a teammate, and I can shift Savior up. Oh, and, fuck yeah. And another label down, in addition to take any benefits from the movie, I'm on a miss. If you do, add one to the add one to the team pool. So actually, what I want to do is uh, defend. Uh, defend her from another one of those hits, because she's behind me. Yeah. So I'm going to start, like, uh, just, uh, you know. Zigging and zagging. Zigzagging. And actually, I think this would count as a game face. Add one to my add yep. plus one, so it that would. would make it a seven. Yep, that is a success. The, so that adds one team to the pool, and uh, so I shift savior up and another label down. On a seven to nine, I expose myself to cost, retribution, or judgment. When you defend or someone or something from me, a threat roll plus savior. Uh, what would that be? How would you feel that would? 
I don't what, understand. What was the question? Uh, defend. Um, so I got an eight, no, a seven to defend her. I'm getting another one of those hits, and on some level that that's uh, you know it costs you expose yourself to danger. So ex- oh, okay. So basically, situation. what what happens is instead of sure shot getting hit by the blast, it's you. Oh no. Yeah, you take the hit instead. Is basically what it is. So sure. So. Rewind. Are you going to add team to the pool or clear one of your conditions? I don't think she has one right now. Well, she does because of game face. All right. Because you have to mark a condition for that, don't you? Uh, I have to mark a condition if I don't make progress towards my goal. Which, you know, we've made progress towards the goal. I thought you had to mark a condition once you, like, activated it. No. No. Oh, rat. So I'm going to add a team to the pool. Yeah, you see that SureShot's going to get hit with one of these beams and you move to put yourself more in the way and you get hit and then you begin to slow down but you're already moving much faster than you've ever moved so that puts you down at normal hemocrit running speed. Which is still pretty fucking fast as we've established. Yeah. Yeah. And back to um, Whisper for my consequence because one of the afraid moves is lash out without thought at a threat. Uh, You're going to see she doesn't have her beams anymore but she is going to, that same gauntlet that you stabbed her in, she's going to pull the knife out, throw it off the side of the ship, and then she's just going to punch you straight in the gut. Yeah, I do kind of imagine that her suit is still enhanced, so what happens is like, yeah, okay, it's like, okay, fine, and just starts beating the shit out of me. Yeah, and you feel this blow hit you, and your new armor, it doesn't, crack but you you it makes a very unsettling sound as it hits you yeah and uh yeah she basically begins beating the shit out of you uh and you get to mark a condition um i think i'm feeling uh hopeless okay because we're not out there to i don't think i i think in whisper's head he doesn't think that he's surviving this fight and she's just screaming at you you can't stop this. Why must you fight? I say, uh, because like hell, I'm going to let my entire world be destroyed by some lady who doesn't even know how to dress herself. Oh, God. Oh. And I am going to provoke her. Damn. <laughs> That's a two. Eli! Hey, boy! Switch your dice, man! Just because I don't physically put my clothes on doesn't mean I don't select my outfit. <laughs> I imagine she grabs me by the throat and does the thing where she slams yeah, me chokes so on hard down into the uh, top of this chip that it like dead crumbles. In. Yeah, uh, I guess I should mark afraid. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, do you want me to keep going, or are we going to jump cut? Yeah, we're going to have you go one more time. Okay, I'm going to directly <laughs> oh engage the threat this time. I keep trying to open her up to a, <laughs> a blow, but... Okay, okay, that is eight. Okay. Minus two for being afraid mm-hmm. is a six, plus three is a nine. Yeah! Um, Math. I... Okay, I'm going to ask you, see how you feel about this. I want to take something away from her to basically open myself up for another opportunity. Basically give myself a... Uh, a little bit of a weird thing. What I want to do is knock her off balance mm-hmm. to actually knock her off of this ship. Yeah, sure. Like, take her her footing away from her, yeah. and then the next time 
we go blow for blow, I can knock her off of the ship. Yeah, yeah that's fair. Okay, cool. Uh, I do not, however, avoid her blows. Yeah, you you do the um the kick thing. What's the kick thing? To like hook her leg and then drag it underneath her. He kind of he just kind of does like a. I think I do a leg sweep. A, a thing a that sweep. I've seen that's very impressive, mm-hmm. which is I kick down on the top of her kneecap. Yeah, yeah, you do that, uh, and she ugh. she slips and falls with that, and then she turns to you and says, "I have much more tricks than just this." And she uh, hits a button on her uh, armor, and you see she begins to just like flicker in and out of reality oh no cool cool and then you see like she she like punches into nothingness and then from the side of your head a fist comes out and just knocks you right in the side of the head that is amazing that is terrifying all right i'm gonna roll again i'm gonna try and kick her off of this ship yeah all right that is seven minus two is five Plus three is eight. And then you kick her off the side of the ship, and you just barely make contact before she phases out. And as she's falling through the fucking atmosphere, uh, you see she spins up a ring and begins punching in coordinates. And then she sees you you two fuckers running through her ship, and she says, All hands, we have a security breach. No! and and then she basically turns to whisper as she's falling through the atmosphere and she flickers out and then from behind you flickers in a younger more uh lithe version of oh, Doctor Infinity. Fuck you. <laughs> Bitch. Fucking time travel bullshit. Jesus <laughs> I think Whisper Christ. says, "Oh, fuck you and your time travel bullshit." And she just says, hey, look, it's a job. Fuck. Um, it's a job? Because, like, the Kick outfits, I, like, it looks like it's Dr. Infinity, like, outfit style, but. Okay. I want to pierce the mask again. Sure. Because this feels like a different person. Uh, hmm. Well, I get. Oh, wait, no, I still get to ask one question because it is a villain. Yeah, it is a villain. Because uh, I, I got a six. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say, how, uh, how could I get you to give up? Because this is a different person. Yeah. Maybe there's a different answer. Yeah. You can get this version to give up by showing the the weight of her sins. Basically, how much suffering she's causing by supposedly making things better. Okay. Guilt trip. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll... yeah, the first one was prove to me that I'm an idiot, and then the second one is guilt trip me. Uh, do you want to... Yeah, we'll cut back to Hemocrit and sure shot. So while that epic fight is happening on top of the ship, uh, that alert goes off, and you, at this point with this many interactions that have happened, you have gotten into the room. You see this massive crystalline monolith that has these energy spikes occasionally ricochet off of it, and then bounce out the across the room, and then back into the crystal. That appears to be keeping all of these ships in sync. And indeed, there's a couple engineers manning it. They see you walk in, and they immediately begin backing away from the consoles. <laughs> and one of them hits a button, and out walks 
uh, like the doors open and you see out steps a motherfucking T-Rex. A motherfucking T-Rex. I'm going to let loose the gas. Well, no, 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 no. Hang on. We're in a room. We're in a room. That will not end well. I mean, are Fire we the gas arrow directly into its mouth. Aren't we technically wearing spacesuits? Yeah, you are. True. You are. I'm going to shoot off a gas arrow at it. And Sleepy I'm time pretty arrow. positive that that would be... Um, Take yeah, away the, its consciousness. <laughs> the no power is not in your life trap training since it's one of my trick arrows. Mm-hmm. Or no. I I didn't fully hear what you said. It's the no powers and not nearly enough training one since it's my, my trick arrows. Yeah, that'll work. Eight. Yeah. You fire this gas arrow and it goes off in this room and you see this odorless, colorless gas begin to spread in this room. And the T-Rex, like, roars in fury and takes, like, five steps forward you, which puts it directly in front of you before it slumps onto the ground. Good. And the engineers... Has all the other... Uh, have the engineers passed out, too? Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, I'm gonna start looking for where I need to put this... Yeah, and I hand, it off to, I hand it off to Shershop, because she has a better it, chance of finding it. It looks like you could put this thing anywhere. Okay. Like, well, anywhere on the crystal would work, or the console for it. All right, I'm going to do that. Where do you put it? The crystal or the console? You put it on the crystal, and immediately it starts to reverse direction, and you hear a a warning broadcast, and it says, Warning, direction has been reversed. All personnel that are not in life suits exposed to the void recommend wear your life suit. T minus five minutes. We have to get out of here. Okay, well, I've completed my goals. We've completed the goal. We have something to communicate, right? Yeah. To yes, absolutely. Yeah, you have communicators, um, yeah. All right, well, we're so, going to communicate to Whisper. We have to get off this ship in five minutes. It's going to go into the void in five minutes. I feel like this, would this be a good time? I feel like this is a good time for the moment of truth for me. Sure, use uh, it. What does it say? The mask is a lie, and some piece of, of you has always known that. doesn't matter if others can see it. You're the one that can do the impossible. Mask off. Costume on. You're going to save the damn day. So what I... Th- so, Hemocrit hears the alarm go off, and as Sure Shot's telling Whisper this, what she's going to do, she grabs her again, does the backpack thing, says, hold on, I got an idea. And she takes a couple steps back, then takes a running leap and proceeds to grab onto the crystal, like sink her fingers into it. Just you, mm-hmm. know, you hear a crack the sides. There's mm-hmm. cracks going on the crystal. Mm-hmm. She proceeds to grab it, then proceeds to run up it. Mm-hmm. And at the top of the spire of, the, of this monolith, she uh, crouches and leaps mm-hmm. and just uh, crosses her head mm-hmm. over her her head and slams through the to the side of the ship. To the side. <laughs> and the then top. just fucking parkours off of all of the other ships until you get to the ground. Yeah, yeah then well, uh, I've got I my jetpack. Go through the top. Oh, that's right, you do. I go through the top. See Whisper there fighting the younger, the younger Doctor Infinity. Mm-hmm. Go. Okay, it's go time. I grab him and proceed to curb stomp her in the chest mm-hmm. off the side. Mm-hmm. So she's falling too. <laughs> then uh, I take another leap and leave a crater as I jump off, land on these other ships, and proceed mm-hmm. to just parkour down. Mm-hmm. 
until we're um, low enough where there there's no more ships, but there is still a decent amount of ground. And like I still imagine we have a like a one of us has a like a a parachute. Mm-hmm. Just pull that. So here's my question. I have my jet yeah, she has the jetpack. So. Oh, yeah, jet you pack. all have Eva kits, so mm-hmm. which are jetpacks, basically. Oh, okay. Um, I thought they were just spacesuits. Oh, I mean, neat. so they're spacesuits, but they have the little thruster kits, so you can oh, maneuver okay. between the thrusters and Sure Shot's jetpack. We won't have necessarily a soft landing, but we won't be breaking anything. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. We're a little banged up and bruised, but we land. I have a question for Hemocrit, because you are in complete control of the narrative for your moment of truth. Obviously, the other ships go back from whence they came. However, based on your description, the crystal got badly damaged on the mothership. What happens to the mothership? Uh, so, this crystal is cracking. That electricity that was like kind of sparking off that energy is is going haywire. It is mm-hmm. actively striking things mm-hmm. and disintegrating them. So we see kind of there's some small explosions, flashes of light, then mm-hmm. this ship slowly just starts crumpling. Like it's falling to pieces. The entire ship is breaking apart, but mm-hmm. as it rains down, instead of chunks coming down, it goes into dust. And it rains down on, on the city. Mm-hmm. And everyone else is fighting, and I imagine all these little goons mm-hmm. yeah. are going, are just like, vip, just going away. And Doctor Infinity, she sees the the older one, yeah. And she's falling down yeah. from all this. She sees her mothership mm-hmm. shattering to pieces. She sees all these other ships disappearing as she falls, and eventually she too vips back to her own timeline. Nice. Crack in reality seals up. Yeah, and the the younger the younger version of Doctor Infinity hits the ground, and then you hear a groan and scene. Does so she doesn't blip out. Up to Abby. I mean, uh, I feel she would too blip out. All right, yeah. She so would she hit she the, hits ground. the ground, groans, and then the younger version also. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Whisper gets up. Takes his face mask off, spits blood out of his mouth. Oh yeah! <laughs> puts the face mask back on, and then just sits back down, <laughs> just like lays down. Because <laughs> she almost punched me through the ship. That hurt real bad. Oh boy! Oh, that hurt real bad. Hemocrit just kind of uh, wanders over because I'm at at this point she's real unsteady. We just fucking parkour all the way to the ground. Yeah. Uh, she just kind of stumbles over, kind of falls next to him, and just like flops a hand, smacks him in the chest, yep, mm-hmm. and heals him. Mm-hmm. We did it. Oh shit! Ah oh, fuck! We saved the universe. Yeah, we. You think did. there's like a cash prize for that? I wish. I want ice cream. You you see, uh, <laughs> Hank Harry Harrison, the bold motherfucker that he is, walked up to you in person while you're laying down and says. Well, I'll be damned. You actually did it. Which one was he? Who the fuck is <laughs> Who the fuck is this guy? You don't watch the the Daily Trumpet? <laughs> or no, the, just trumpet? the Daily Trumpet. I watch. Wait news. a minute. Why would Are I watch you the, the Daily motherfucker trumpet? that's always talking about my friend Hemocrit here, who saved the fucking multiverse? You piece of shit. Yeah, we're going to a great story about how she saved the day. Oh, for finally! One, for All once, right, great. shut hey. up. <laughs> 
we're kind of having a we're kind of having a moment here. Maybe go away. Here's my card, and then you walk away. Fuck. Man, this guy. Is... I feel like. I mean, I, I gotta be impressed like... by his balls. I feel like Shershot would have spit as he was walking away. <laughs> Good. He has a new person to gaslight. Hemocrit sits up as he walks away and goes, "Well, I, well, I'm done. Let's go home. I'm hungry." Oh, Lord. Oh, everything hurts. And and that's fair. Like all of this shit happens, and the villains obviously their job is done. The heroes are still evacuating people, and there there's sort of this victory parade thing where there's like there's a there's a moment of silence where. Everything is still, and you're like, all right, let's go home, and you get up. Uh, then cheers begin to go out throughout the city. Yeah, when every, all the things are blipping out of reality, I'm sure peeps are like, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I imagine it's kind of a slow process. Like, it all happens, it all happens pretty fast, but it's it's not all at once. Mm-hmm. And and you get a, you get a, a, a message from, from Rook, because I imagine she gave you, like, a, a contact number. And then she's like... God, I hate her. Yeah, she's basically just like, good job. Now don't fuck with me again. New phone, who dis? <laughs> yeah. like, I just leave her on red. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna tell I'm her to kick rocks. You. Don't contact me ever again, bitch. <laughs> leave it. And yeah, you get, you get congratulations from all of your various uh, friends and heroes. Even Tatiana, who's gotten real icy lately, is, is like, mean, okay, I have to admit. Or not Tatiana. Fuck, that's you. Uh, <laughs> uh, the friend. Uh, Alexis says, all right, I got to admit, that was really fucking cool. Wait, where the fuck is she involved? She's one of those people that refuse to leave. No, it's like after when you go, you're going to the party. Mm-hmm. She's like, there's that a was, big party hey, she, after yeah, everything. Yeah, she, she doesn't know. know. Well, no, Hemocrit oh, right, took her right, ma- but Hemocrit took the mask off at the end. I thought, and everybody knows it's no. Her. That was just the kind of metaphorical uh, mask. Okay, I retcon. Well, it wasn't yeah, a retcon. It. Yeah, the retcon of of uh, Alexis being there, but no, okay, the, okay, the okay. moment of truth is more a metaphorical. Yeah. Thing. No, Whisper doesn't go to the party. Oh, okay. No, that's not his scene. He's he he is laying on his couch, playing uh, Lego something on like Tatiana Lego Builder on a him. Switch. No, I don't. Hanging out with his cat. No, Tatiana is covered in bru- like all of the internal damage and broken bones are fixed, but he is so bruised and so sore. Tatiana wouldn't have allowed that because they're a team. <laughs> So he would be there accepting whatever accolades, and then, because Tatiana would be like, look, you don't have to stay for the whole party, but you gotta stay for the award. I'm so tired. No, get up. Hey, Hemocrit, kill him a little bit more, get your ass off your couch, put your costume on, we're going to this thing, you're part of our team, you accepted this when you joined Uh, us. Fucker. She's got a point. Here, come over here. Oh, God. Then I just kind of like <laughs> smack him on the on both sides of the face and just heal. Yeah, there you go. And, and there's a whole big ceremony where the the mayor is like, <laughs> on behalf of all of Halcyon City, we bestow the greatest hero of all, 
the Halcyon Hero Award, which is only rewarded to the greatest, most heroic... You know what? Honestly, I'm terrible at speeches. Here's your reward. I was hired for my policies, not for my charisma. Heroes, not hero. Yeah, you all get a, a shiny a shiny gold medal. They can't even get one for all three of us? Yeah, you, you each get one shiny oh, gold medal. I thought you were saying that it was just one. I know, I was, I was like, also what? under the impression that it would just be like, Here's <laughs> they'd be medal. like the greatest hero. Stormbringer and just completely fucking ignore us. <laughs> but uh, no, no, no. anyways, you, you all get a medal. You get one trophy, but you yeah. all get one medal. And and they you know do the whole thing where they're like, "Here's the key to the city," and you're like, "Does this actually open anything?" No, it's ceremonial. It's a giant fucking key. What do you think it opens? Oh, I don't know the the giant bank vault for the. <laughs> Yeah, honestly. <laughs> I feel like I feel hilarious. like I feel like that would be a question that Whisper would ask. Be like, does this actually even open anything? Yeah, <laughs> I think like, why Whisper, are you like, giving this to I me? I think Whisper whispers to the mayor. So, like, what's the actual value of this stuff? Like, if I take it to a pawn shop, is it real gold? <laughs> and the mayor's <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, like, he's fucking real gold. You can pawn it if you fucking want, but it's ceremonial. All right, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I don't want like the giant key. Yeah. <laughs> is this real gold? This is fantastic. <laughs> I love this. Oh my god. Oh my god. That's so funny. Uh, yeah. You you have your killer party. Is there anything you want to do at your killer party with all of the heroes uh, and some of the villains? As soon as Sure Shot and Hemocrit aren't looking, whispered. Yeah, you run away. Yeah. Fuck you. I, I, have, I have stuff for you later. We'll yeah. get to. <laughs> Was anything that Sure Shadow Hemocrit do at your killer party? No. All right. Not really. Other than just, just enjoy like, the you party. know, enjoy the party. All right, yeah. You have fun at your killer you party. Know? Cutting to Tony's house, a.k.a. Whisper's apartment. Uh, you're playing with your cat while you're playing one of the Lego games, and you hear a knock at your door. It's East. And I, I just hug him. Yeah, and he hugs you. And I didn't even stop. I'm like, oh my god. I thought you were dead. I th- I think I was. What? Oh my That's god. That's weird. I'm, I'm so sorry I got you caught up in this, man. Fine, you owe me a beer. No, yeah. no, no, you owe me a 12-pack. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, do you want to come in and get high and play Legos? Yeah, yeah. You'll go in. <laughs> And and he'll basically tell you the story of how like he tried to evade the laser blast and he got hit and then there was just like a white light and then there was like nothingness and then the next thing he knew, he remembered he woke up on the street with the wreckage of the plane around him. All right, that's fucking wild. Cause uh, it turns out when you when you make a time crystal go boom, time does weird stuff. And then when we return to these characters in a later season, we find out that a evil timeline version of Champion is here. Yeah. Fuck you. No. Oh no. This is because uh, you questions. you learn you learn very quickly, like within the next couple of weeks, that uh, Doctor Infinity's fears of the timeline collapsing were either something she made up or completely flawed. Has all of the various uh, destabilizations within the time stream 
basically stop happening slowly. And the the heroes and villains and other supers that utilize time travel are all like, oh yeah, no, time travel is way easier now. Like, it's it's a lot harder to create paradoxes now, but the actual traveling through time is easier. Nice. So, huh. basically, uh, what Eli said, the time just has to fucking heal itself. You gotta let nature take, you gotta let quantum physics take its course. It's beautiful when quantum physics retakes the land. Yeah. Quantum dolphins swimming through the quantum ocean. (laughs) Listen, we had a great and meaningful finale, and I have to be weird about it, or else I might feel a genuine emotion. (laughs) He's got a point. That might actually kill him. Yeah, experiences I mean, like, genuine emotions like, so all the time, but sure doesn't want to admit it. got to upstage the Silver Archer. Humicrit got to reveal their identity. Eli got to make the heroic sacrifice and then got to do emotional stuff with Whisper. It was great. Yeah, so um, a final sign-off for Season 2, Abby. Okay, I got Twitter of underscore E. As I've said multiple, multiple times, if, you're, if you don't know at this point, what the hell are you doing? Um, but I post things I care about. I can't, I occasionally want to start sharing more pictures of my cat. So go forth, have fun. While Twitter's, you know, still not dumpster fire quoting. I'm Ashley. I'm on Instagram and TikTok under Am Cosplay Clean. Occasionally posting. So if you'd like to see occasional posts, sure, check it out. I have a YouTube channel called Aerosil Prime. Um, finales. I love finales. You should check out the various finales of my YouTube Let's Plays. They're fun and cool and not horrifically long because I misjudge time. (laughs) Anywho, Eli. I have been Eli Royal. If you want to support this podcast, go to weplayrpgs.com. Follow the support the show link. We're also on social medias at weplayrpgs. Uh... You can support Keely Byrne, who wrote and performed our theme song for this season, uh, Anywhere Music is Streamed. Uh, you can support me by going to uh, Etsy and buying dice from me using the coupon code LISTENER for 10% off. That is where you will find me. You will also find me breathing heavily while you finish any series. I'll just be there. <sighs> Doing exactly that on the last episode of every series you watch. All right, bye. Bye Bye-bye. Have fun. Hey, everyone. It's Eli again. Before the music kicks in, I wanted to let you all know that we're going to be taking a month off to catch our breath before starting season three. Season three is going to be all about Power Rangers. Unfortunately, Jazz has left the area and had to leave the Prime podcast. You'll still be able to hear her on as many bonus shows as we can get her on. So listen out for the premiere of Mighty Morphin Legacy featuring a new voice joining the main cast on June 13th or the 12th if you join the Patreon.